Once again, it's 5.49 in the morning and you're listening to another episode of Julian's World. What you think? You like that? You know what I don't like about you people? The fact that I was sitting around using words the other day when I recorded my, my first podcast. If you go back and you, you can listen to it, don't worry, I'll be embarrassed, but you won't. I'm sitting around listening to my podcast, my first episode at five something in the morning that I was complaining about, talking about I shouldn't even be doing this at this time, but I did it anyway. And I've been using words that really weren't words. I told you I was tired. I didn't feel like doing this, but I did it anyway. Right. But you you let me get away with using the word dwell. Dwell. Nobody could call me, text me and say, yo, bro, you're using a word wrong. I was still waking up. I, I tried to get all this inspiration. I'm using word dwell in betterness. Oh, God, it's cool. It was first take. I didn't cut it off. I'm going to be a little clearer today. Uh, I'm, I'm, I just woke up. Literally, today is a different story. You know, I'm, uh, I, I had a good dinner last night. I went to Plaza Azteca out in. Uh, if I'm saying that wrong, please let me know. Plaza Aztecas out in Reading, Pennsylvania. Well, specifically while missing. And I had myself a nice plate. The waitress was wonderful. She was very nice. Um, she went into a little bit of her life story. I'm not going to get into it. But um, a, a wonderful meal. Man, I had me the fajita with the scrimps in there. Now, I'm purposely saying shrimp wrong. The scrimps were in there. I had the the chopped peppers in there. Oh, boy. I had me a little bit of that chicken up in there. I had me some uh, some beef up in there. Man, that was a very good meal. I enjoyed it. I scuffed it down. I mean, my son was all on my lap trying to eat it. He scuffed it down. And then, oh, well, before that, I got to get into this. We had um, Lodic guacamole loaded guac i'm talking about they put everything in that bad boy there's all kinds of stuff in that <laughs> i don't even know what's all in it but i mean who who's to say it you know it could be anything in it who cares we're gonna eat it i ate the whole thing and then um i got out there it was one of those chilly brisky nights it was 30 minutes outside of uh lancaster pennsylvania which i was talking about yesterday and um I hit the road, and the funny thing is, on the way home, I don't know, I mean, I only had so much to eat. Okay, I ate a lot, but man, that thing put me, it gave me the itis. The itis, for those that don't know, is when black people eat, and we start, you know, dozing off a little bit. Boy, it gave me the itis. I was tired. I'm driving home, basically, with one eye open. Yes, I I got us home safe. My son was safe, but boy whoo that was that was tiring so then i finally get home and then i don't know what happened my son's playing around before you know it i knocked out i was asleep i don't know how i fell asleep so i don't know how i fell asleep on a drop of a dime Boy, I woke up at five again and here I am. I don't know what happened. My son put himself to bed and he's like 18 months. Okay, come on now. 
let's I'm a little bit more responsible than that. I did put him to bed and then I went to sleep. But here I am. I'm back. And I wanted to come back to you guys to talk about uh, real quick. This is a short one. I wanted to talk about it's none of my business, but it kind of is since I'm doing this podcast. Yo, I woke up this morning. This might be old news to you, but I found out there was a, a lady that bailed out R. Kelly. Now, I really don't want to get my, my, my political stance on what I think about R. Kelly. That's a whole nother conversation. I don't want to say that um, I'm a fan or not. Come on now. The, the music is deep. OK, we've been we we've all listened to R. Kelly music before we found anything out. And most of us even knew certain things. I was a kid, but some of my favorite songs of R. Kelly, I was a kid. I mean, I I didn't even know what the hell was going on. I mean, he might have liked me, but I don't want to get into that. But um, this kid stuff. But look, the fact that I found out this morning, uh, this kind of made me feel a way. Uh, R. Kelly is free. He had a one hundred thousand dollar bail and that bail was paid for by a woman. I don't want to get her name wrong, but I know her last name is Love. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. And she basically used the money to bail him out after winning a settlement in 2017 when her daughter passed away in 2010 for mistreatment at a hospital. She made seven figures. She bought a $350,000 house. Then she bought a, uh, a, she had a, what, a daycare. I believe it's called Love and Child this Daycare. Okay, if you just heard that awkward pause, that's because I received a phone call. Um, so I'm sorry. So back to what I was saying. So this lady puts up a hundred grand. She met R. Kelly five months ago on a cruise going around the Michigan lake, and I guess you know story has it that she was a big fan of R. Kelly when she was growing up, and then at the moment of meeting him she became obsessed drugs are real folks if you learn anything from this story okay come on let me i'm just playing around look that's one's personal battle or one's personal victory i don't know how to classify it it has nothing to do with me that is her and him and as far as that goes whatever that's how i feel about it whatever because i just don't feel inclined to talking about something from such a distance we all have our our complete morale on what we believe is right and wrong and the grand scheme of things yes there's a deeper thing and that deeper thing has something to do with like what would jesus do now i know i'm probably going to get shunned but i'm not saying you know let sins be sins and just let it be because that's you know jesus will let us have another chance All I'm saying is her walk of life might be different from yours. She might not even be bailing him out because she just loves him. Okay, never mind. The story says she was obsessed. Um, Let's just say she maybe thinks that he should have another chance in life because most of the things he was, I guess, accused of were for the most part old. And I guess after that episode or that uh, series of, you know, I, I don't even know the name of it, but that whole series on R. Kelly, after that went out, all of a sudden the women came out 
and, and band together to get this man thrown in a jail because of the things that he's he's done. I'm not going to say he didn't do them. Don't get mad at me. I'm just saying all of a sudden, after so many years, now we're going to toss him away when this thing was started a long time ago. So I was listening to I'm going to get off on that. I'm just saying that he's out, I guess. And R. Kelly's at McDonald's and a bunch of girls are jumping on cars and they're dancing. Um, So anyway, I'm going to get off on that. And I'm going to talk about what this guy, this this guy that I've been following a lot named Dr. Umar Johnson. Okay, you may have heard him in the past years for videos going viral about what he believes. He's very uh, pro-African. He's very, um, I guess very inclined to his his wisdom on what he knows one of the things that he talked about the other day on a live podcast was on his podcast when a woman asked him what do you think about r kelly um and what do you think about these women now he was kind of like dr umar johnson has a very strong voice and if you happen to be listening dr umar um hi i'm a i'm a fan I just wanted to put that out there clearly. I wanted to put that out there for you. All right, but back to what I was saying. So these these folks were were asking him questions about R. Kelly, and he said, what do I think about R. Kelly? And to be brief, I'm just going to wrap it up um, the best way I can. I, I didn't go into that podcast listening to reverberate what he said. He made a lot of points, um, some good, some bad. <coughs> But check it out. He said, you know, if we want to pull down certain people, if we want to pull down, make power, make change in what we, you know, feel is injustice in the society, we need to do it as a group of people ourselves. So if we're the ones lack, lacking, if the black culture is the one that's having the most trouble uh, getting our voices and, and opinions out there and having justification for the things that we believe is wrong and, you know, morally a lot of the world knows it's wrong, like black uh, the the cops shooting blacks, situations like that, this and that. I want to get into it, but um, he said we need to do it ourselves. We need to benefit ourselves, and it might be a little harder. But the point is, when you're under a society, let's just call it the white culture, white power. Um, now I'm I'm brief. Listen, I'm just spreading the voice of someone else. I'll get into my background later. But let's just say, okay, check it out. Um, He said, if you want to get into, you know, how we can make change for ourselves, we need to do it within ourselves under our own umbrella. You see what I'm saying? So he said, all right, so this whole thing I feel like about R. Kelly, a bunch of, now this is what he said, a bunch of women that thought at the time when R. Kelly did what he allegedly did, that they would blow up and become big stars and um, their lives would be changed. But when R. Kelly stopped messing with them, Right. Felt some type of way, didn't have the power uh, to do it on their own. And when the time came, when a, a, a majority white based um, program came to these women to take their stories, to bring down one of their own. Now, that's some deep stuff to bring down one of their own. Check it out. And they were paid. Uh, um, um, an amount of money it may not even be a large amount but maybe large to us right 
they all band together to bring down one of their own. So that's defacing the black culture through the white eye that we as people might not even be thinking about. So they pulled down one of their own through the white eye. No, they didn't take justice themselves. Right. So Dr. Umar Johnson says I should hold them accountable for. Uh, uh, you know, the same thing R. Kelly did. If R. Kelly is having a situation where he is allegedly having sex with underage girls, underage women, right? And they were some of those women that were being taken advantage when they were underage, right? And they didn't speak up until 20 years later, right? Then what about the little girl that that's happening to in another in another case, right? That has nothing to do with the R. Kelly situation, but is in another case is being taken advantage of underage. Since those women didn't speak up, right and do this whole we need a voice thing 20 years went by with girls getting touched underage and nothing happened oh now it's cool to say you know that's the wrong thing to do look what we did we put that man in jail because we were being touched on we were being taken advantage of and we were young right we were we were 14 we were 15 some of us were were 13 but since i was silent this whole time now i had to put a bunch of people through the same mess that I went through because I didn't have the courage to talk back in that time when it was happening. Dr. Umar Johnson made an interesting point and he said, so I want to throw them in jail too <laughs> because they allowed that nonsense to happen for that long. And they were too selfish to bring it to the forefront and to till somebody of, of a white majority, a white base of entertainment came to them and said, we'll pay you for your story. And they defaced one of their own only at that moment, only at that moment. So you're telling me we were too selfish to talk about this the whole time until somebody came to me about money. And all of a sudden now they're throwing R Kelly in jail. Okay. Talk to me on it. That was Dr. Umar Johnson's point. You know, I'm just delivering the message. So kill the messenger if you want to. But, yo, I'm just trying to get my coffee in the next 10 minutes. I Look, I'm just here just delivering the message, trying to fill you up with what I know. So you go ahead and assume your own uh, opinions, uh, your own points, and you come back to me and tell me what you think about that. Do you feel like these women had a have a reason to be looked at kind of funny. So the whole point is the way America works is it's still working. There's a defacing of black people. You know, white people used to do it to us a long time ago. We're talking slavery, right? And then somebody smart said, you know what? Let's just put them in the same neighborhood and give them a bunch of guns and they'll do it to themselves. And then we did it to ourselves and then we got past that a little bit. Not that that doesn't exist. And now we're at a point where, all right, well, there's still some very powerful people at the top and they happen to be black. We need to pull them down. Boom. Here goes Bill Cosby. And I'm not saying white people weren't being pulled down. You know, you got Harvey Weinstein and all these other situations. I'm just kind of putting it out there in a sense of like, look, whether it's right or wrong, whether it's right or wrong, 
why is it the other culture coming to us about money? Why is it that's the only time? Why is it in that moment that's the only time we want to talk about what was right and wrong? Why does it have to have a sense of, you know, financial gain in order for us to tell our story? I did think about that. Why aren't we doing it ourselves? These women should be judging them themselves. I do agree with that. Um, I'm going to stop there because it got kind of deep. I really don't know. Um, I don't even think I was going to talk about this right now. Like I said, I'm laying on a bed. I, <laughs> but what do you think about that? We should be held accountable for our actions, but judge through the system of our what we understand and what we know. Right. We should be judging them them ourselves. Therefore, there can't be a manipulation of financial gain involved. If it's just your story and my story, two people of the same color, there's no defacing anybody. We're just talking about what's right and wrong. But when a situation happens where somebody comes to you after 20 years and says, hey, here, here's some money. Come and tell your story. We need to deface this black man anyway. That's called that's that's reverse racism. That's like reverse. Uh, it's like blue. That what was that? Um, that's like blackface or blueface or whiteface. So you correct me. I, I I didn't pay attention to that whole blueface whiteface. I don't know long enough to actually know what's the right terminology. I think it's blackface whiteface whiteface. I, I don't know whatever. But um, that's like reverse racism. It's like here, you take the the noose. You're going to feel like you actually pulled them down, but you use a system to do it. You use a system that wasn't even of your your people. So the point is, in this in this war of tension between cultures and races, right, between the black and the white and the this and the that, well, it seems to be more predominantly the black and the white, right? The power, the systems of power, right? This war that they're facing that you can't see, but you know it's out there. It's full of tension, right? Check it out. They just won. They just won. For your financial gain. I think we need to be more. That's all I got to say about that. I'm going to wrap that one up. (laughs) drop comments drop uh questions feel free to share follow me on instagram at julian julian's world underscore j-u-l-i-a-n-s world underscore or you can follow twitter at the julian show i believe you guys have a peaceful uh thursday and i'll see you again peace